and welcome to The Schism. This podcast is all about critical thinking, dot connecting, the nature of reality, and trying to uncover the truth about the world we live in, society, who we are, and where we come from. Hello, and welcome to The Schism. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Adam. Hello, everyone. And today we're going to be talking about rapper, celebrity, entrepreneur and fashion designer Kanye West, now known as simply Yay. Yay. I was about to say billionaire, but I don't think he actually is anymore since he's lost all these deals with the likes of Adidas and now he's been uh, renegated to just multi-millionaire. Multi-millionaire. Yeah. Which is not quite as cool as sounding as billionaire. Well, it just goes to show, similar to what the powers that be have done to Alex Jones, it's like, hit them where it hurts. You know what I mean? Go go for the money. Go for the wallet. But it says in an article here that we have, Kanye West is no longer a billionaire, according to Forbes magazine, after Adidas cut ties with the rapper following his anti-Semitic comments, which we'll talk, be talking about later, and other brands including Foot Locker and Gap have also said that they will no longer stock his Yeezy brand in their stores. So, yeah, he's now dropped off the billionaire list. The irony of that is he he had a whole beef with Forbes because they weren't recognising how much he was actually worth. Yeah. yeah. And this is something Kanye said for a while. Like, every time he's mentioned in the the press, they won't actually say that he's a billionaire. You know what I mean? They they try and kind of, like, downgrade him however they can. But he's done very well. I mean, you can't deny in terms of the sort of deals that he's represented... I mean, it's huge. Well, yeah. I mean, we're going to go on to today, like, just how successful and influential Kanye West has been and also the impact that he's had on the world of music and fashion and popular culture in general. We're obviously going to be delving into his antics and some of the crazy things (laughs) that have happened to him recently and in the past. But we also want to kind of shed a different light on Kanye because I think he's a really easy person to just dismiss as being crazy or egotistical. Yeah, he is egotistical and he is a loud mouth and he is someone that constantly does things and says things at the wrong time. But he's extremely talented, intelligent, creative and inspiring in a lot of ways. I'd be to be fair, Kanye is very misunderstood for more reasons than one, but for other reasons we will go into, you know, in terms of his dealings within MK Ultra and handlers, I'm not surprised. Someone... He's a bit all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're we're gonna be looking into that as well. And as we previously discussed with Mark Devlin, when we were talking about the dark side of the music industry, a lot of the times these so called celebrities go to rehab. They're actually going for reprogramming for MKUltra style mind control. So all of Kanye's behaviours have to be viewed through a different kind of lens, factoring something like mind control into the mix. The same as when you're looking at someone like Michael Jackson. Yeah, that's another one. Kanye has a lot in common with. Someone else that he has a lot lot in common with is Prince. Yeah, Prince, definitely. Yeah, like first of all, like the name change. I mean, we all remember Prince changed his name a few times. Yeah, to the artist and then that symbol. I know. And originally, the, the artist formerly known as Prince. Bit long. <laughs> We've done that before. <laughs> but yeah, Kanye's been on like a mission to shorten his name again and again. And it's, it's funny because 
I watched a very early clip of Kanye the other day where he's saying, oh, one day I hope to be so famous I can drop the West. And when people say Kanye, they just think of me. Yeah. And against all odds, he achieved that. You know what I mean? He becomes so famous that you say Kanye, he's the only person you think of. Well, he's got it to the point where he's trying to get it so you don't even have to say Kanye now. Just yay. Mm. So every time someone goes, yay, they think of him. <laughs> kind of reminds me of Eminem when he put out his song, uh, Hi My Name Is, and then was like, on a later song said, you think of my name now every time you say hi. Yeah. But you can't really get any shorter than yay. I mean, where's he going to go after this? Well, I don't know. Symbol, same as Prince. Same as, I was thinking Prince just, has been there and done, done it already. It. Oh, nothing yeah. new, Kanye. Nothing new, mate. Yeah. But Prince was obviously quite a controversial character as well. And a lot of people think Prince was, was offed. Yeah. And, you know, right right before COVID, right before the pandemic. Well, what the, the vast amount of drugs he had in his system. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, those sort of drugs could kill Keith Richards. <laughs> and we know what he's like. I mean, he can't be killed by conventional weapons. No, because Prince obviously had like a lot of beef with record labels and the industry as a whole. And he used to have similar rants to Kanye back in the day about artists being taken advantage of and the industry being, you know, corrupt and exploitative. There's also clips you can watch of Prince where he's talking about things like chemtrails. Well, there's the one we've actually got on the Schism Instagram. Yeah, where he's talking about the internet. Mm. And like people like David Bowie were very um, forward thinking when it comes to the internet and the dangers there. And, you know, he died again shortly before COVID. We had these batch of celebrities that all died shortly before COVID. And each one of them, I was like, I bet they would have had something to say about it. Yeah. But they weren't around. Even if they weren't extremely outspoken. Yeah. Prince, George Michael, David Bowie, someone like Lemmy. He might have just died of being a pisshead, but... (laughs) Still, more celebrities died in that era than a, than a worldwide pandemic. <laughs> That's the irony. More celebrities died before the pandemic. Hmm, work that one out. It's funny. Our episode, Death of Celebrity, has got a whole new meaning now to me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Prince talks about chemtrails. You can find on a video where he's, he's taking it a step further and saying he remembers when he grew up in a rough neighbourhood and they used to spray the chemtrails over the city or over his hood and then the next thing you know everyone would be arguing and fighting like he was kind of going a step even further and saying that they were spraying stuff over the hood to make people violent well change their like emotional state you could argue i mean he was a conspiracy theorist we'll get that <laughs> Let's out put the, it that way <laughs> we'll get that out of the way first but i mean who's to say gang violence couldn't have been attributed to, I don't know, how serious things were in the hood. I mean, they were killing and shooting each other already. Who's to say spraying that shit over just wouldn't gas the violence up? Just a few more notches. (laughs) Gas it up. Yeah. I mean, the fact is he was someone that was outspoken and probably the kind of person that would have been saying things like, oh, I don't know, these arm spears tinkle with your DNA and they're changing us on a biological level Mm. for example but um yeah Kanye even mentioned talking about his name that as well as not crediting him with being a billionaire even though he's now legally changed his name to yay many you know know, like TMZ or whoever's talking about him is still calling him Kanye they're still calling him Kanye West even though he's like no I've changed my name well that's just outrageous (laughs) No, no but it kind of 
it kind of reminds me of like the whole thing with Muhammad Ali. Yeah, Cassius Clay. Yeah. And they're refusing to call him it. Although, I mean, he put it to Sonny Liston when he kept saying to him, what's my name? And in the end, he was on the floor bleeding from the mouth pretty profusely. Yeah, right. And saying Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali. <laughs> but you can, ima- like, you can imagine that if another celebrity, you know, Madonna has now changed her name to whatever, then they would say that. Yeah. And it, Kanye says this repeatedly. Like, it's like he just doesn't get the credit that he deserves... And it's because he is who he is. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't let into the fashion world just because of the colour of his skin. I know people now would say, don't be ridiculous, look how big his brands and collabs are. But he had to fight for that for years and years and years. Like, he was banging on that door and they would not let him in. You know, he couldn't even get front row on Catwalk's show because they were like, oh, I don't want the, the, the likes of... You there, you know what I mean? Well, you're 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 not part of our world. Well, like you're a rapper, you have no business over here. Yeah, right. And and he, he had to kick them doors down. And rappers before Kanye, like say someone like Jay Z, he had his like Rockefeller, you know, what was it called? Rock Rockaware, Rockaware. or whatever. Streetwear, you know what I mean? And it and it was always like that was the general consensus. Like, well, you can be a rapper and have clothing, but better be streetwear yeah you know like urban yeah. the kind of clothes that you guys wear like it's, it's all it's like that kind of attitude right? you guys in big hyphens even calling it urban i think is so racist urban you know urban <laughs> smelly <laughs> like it, yeah. you know what i mean it's like i think was it kanye or was it someone else that said like urban is just another way of saying the n-word it's a little bit because urban sounds worse than almost ghetto yeah, and like they give away like awards, like it would be like best pop song or best you know artist, or whatever. And then it'd be like best urban artist, and it's almost like a like a runner up prize or something. Like you know, it's good music, but it wasn't it, made. It's was urban it, music. It's not you know proper music, is it? Was like, it made it, in it a proper like studio? That. You know, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was made in someone's basement, smelly part of the East End. Yeah, he's not drums, he's pots and pans. <laughs> But you know, you like top marks for trying. <laughs> the award isn't even the same. Like uh, this is all made out of like just household items, like toilet rolls and <laughs> like a feather duster or something. <laughs> no, but it, it's true. Like you think of the impact that someone like Kanye has had on the music world, the fashion world, popular culture. Like, but he's not really taken as seriously as other artists. Just because he is black and he is a rapper and he is perceived in a certain way. And that must be really frustrating. Well, for all the other things as well as being quite outspoken. I mean, he's not just been a rapper. I mean, right from the beginning, which we'll talk about yeah. later, he's antics. So it's not like he but comes pe- with a clean slate but or anything. people like outspoken people. You can't help but feel like people like know your place. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. they don't mind an outspoken guy, but he can't look like Kanye. I think that's like what a lot of people need to get their heads around. Like, there is a level of prejudice going on and racism going on where Kanye's not getting treated like other people that have the same net worth and the same impact that he's made if they were white. So it actually went beyond Kanye just losing these massive deals with these companies that actually froze his bank accounts yeah like there's clips of kanye recently where you can hear him saying i couldn't even use my apple pay and in his words you know if they can if they can do that to someone like me imagine what they can do to you and straight away it made me think of all the canadian truckers that had their bank accounts frozen and the people that funded them even had their bank accounts frozen 
It's something we're seeing a lot of at the moment, and they can even do it to someone like Kanye West when he steps out of line. Well, considering how much he earns, I mean, surely Kanye's got more than one bank account. I mean, I only have one bank account. because I'm <laughs> They're not going to think twice about you, mate. <laughs> I mean, he said here, this is in Kanye's words, he said, when I see this, I think if this could happen to me, this could happen to other Americans. This could happen to an American that didn't steal anything or hurt anyone. This could just happen to you for saying the wrong idea out loud for expressing yourself. And that is so true. And that's the thing. People should be, okay, they're outraged about his comments, which we'll get to later, these anti-Semitic comments that he made. But let's focus on, okay, yeah, let's address that. But his bank accounts are frozen? Uh, what? It's worrying the fact that... Why would a man need his bank accounts freezing for saying something? Exactly. I thought freedom of speech existed. Unless he was saying online he was providing two billion shells of ammunition to China for a war against America, then maybe they might want to freeze his bank accounts. Yeah. But it wasn't. It kind of proves his point in many ways, because he was sort of saying, like, you know, there's this uh, elite group of people that... If you step out of line or do anything wrong, they completely destroy you and they control the media and blah, blah, blah. And then for saying that, they freeze his bank accounts and take all his money away. You're like, oh. <laughs> like, take out the anti-Semitic sort of part and you're like, right, so for saying that, that's what happened to him in turn by the same powers that be that he's talking about. Well, if you think, I mean, the fact that he managed to freeze all his money, I mean, and this is Kanye West we're talking about. Yeah. It shows you, I mean, the stuff he was saying must have been so damaging that the powers that be couldn't afford to have him running wild like yeah. this. We must hit him hard. So after his tweets, Adidas went into JP Morgan, froze his account and put a $75 million hold on four different accounts. So he went from being a multi-billionaire to not even able to use his Apple Pay because somehow they got in there and did that. And him sort of saying like, oh, if they can do this to me, imagine what they could do to you. What does that remind you of? The episode where we interviewed Kathy and she was talking about that was something that was told to her by her handlers. handlers yeah. If we can kill Marilyn Monroe, imagine, imagine what, what we, we could, could do, do to you. the likes of you. Mm. And then Kathy was saying that she even heard George Bush once say these words or something to that, that effect. You know, imagine what they would do to the likes of you or likes of me. And she noticed that straight away as language that she'd heard when she was in MKUltra, which Kanye, when we get to later, is so linked to, straight away that rang a bell with me. So Kanye's kind of come out fighting off the back of that and he's kind of like viewing his recent losses in a positive light. Kind of reminded me of David Icke a little bit where he says, oh, life disguises your worst failures is your greatest gifts. Like Kanye's viewing it in that sort of way, like, well, Adidas pulled out and so did a load of other people and I've lost all this money, but maybe that's part of God's plan. Maybe that's humbled me. Maybe that's made me see things in a different light. You know, he's, mm. he's not letting this break him. He's not letting this take away his fire. He's using it to stoke the, the flames. Well, I kind of similar to what Gareth Ike told us in his interview when he broke his leg. He really enjoyed playing this beach football that he discovered. So it must have been quite of a blow to get like a double leg break. And no, you won't play that anymore. But like his dad, David, said to Gareth, said, it's the best thing ever happened to you. And he refocused all his energy into elsewhere. Yeah, and, and you're right. It's like 
obviously there's certain types of people out there that when tragedy hits them, they just let it push them even further. And that is, again, something to be really inspired by. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and in some of the things that Kanye's saying, it seems like it's sort of forced him to look at the whole industry in a different way, whether that's the rap industry or the fashion industry. Like, and another quote here from him is, designing something and it costing $2,000 is only for rich people. And that mentality is played out. It's a dinosaur mentality. He doesn't want to be part of that engine anymore. You know, why design cool stuff if it's got such a huge price tag on it and the only people that can afford it are elites? Well, you don't see it out. You're not going to see the average person wearing, say, just Reebok Classics when Kanye's tra trainers are worth like $300, $400. Who's going to walk around in a trainer worth that much? What he's trying to say... Crazy is, rich Asians. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically. Yeah, basically. So I can see his point of yeah. what he wanted to do to the market. I mean, to skittle up. You know, what's the point of making stuff that costs so much so it's not worn by anyone so your product's never fucking seen well it's not that it's just not seen it's like the type of you know who wants the type of people that are going to be wearing their clothes to be like you know stuck up rich kids or people with loads of money but they're not really out there in the clubs and on the scene and they're not part of any kind of youth culture or whatever they're just like people with money it's kind of it's kind of gross. Bit different to like the punks wearing the tartan and the leather jackets. I mean, they didn't have much money about enough a bag of heroin. Yeah, exactly. It's not quite the same. But here's a direct quote from Kanye talking about hip hop and hip hop promoting fashion. This is something he said in a in a recent clip. People scamming, selling dope, selling messages of death just to be able to buy a jacket worth $600 and getting celebrities to push it ain't his thing. So it's like he's having, like, he's had many sort of awakenings in his career, which we talk about today, but the kind of thing that he seems like he's been going on at the moment is like just breaking through entirely, seeing everything for the bullshit that it is. Yeah, it's like breaking down the walls one by one. Yeah, and what, what he's describing there is gross. You know what I mean? Like the hip hop industry promoting these messages just to put money in the hands of these corporations mm. and rich billionaires that, okay, it doesn't matter to a point about skin colour, but at the end of the day, we're talking about rich white billionaires exploiting, in the case of hip hop, black artists, black people, mm. black artists and the people listening to the music, the audience too. Yeah. You know, that, that's who they're pushing these lifestyles on, knowing that it will be to their detriment. They're yeah. pushing the idea of criminal lifestyles and criminal behaviour to be able to spend on crap that puts more money in their pocket. <laughs> it's a vicious circle. But Kanye said, I'm not pointing the finger because I was doing it too, and he has done mm. this yep. before. He's had a lot of what I would call higher-minded stuff within his music, but he has kind of befallen to this himself and with his fashion stuff but he's now at a point where he's saying god has brought him down by taking all this money away from him to a place where he can actually serve him better and maybe he was sitting on a throne that actually he didn't deserve to have so in a lot of ways this has humbled him and i and i feel like a lot of the stuff he's been saying at the start of what people would call his latest meltdown was actually 
pretty on the money. It's only when he's got to these recent rants where he's had the mask on he's, and he's been saying, I love Hitler and all this crap that we'll get to later, that he's completely lost it. But it's almost like that's not him. Well, we will allude to this later. What we mean is, is it Kanye brainwashed or isn't it Kanye at all? Right, exactly, yeah. Is it Kanye after reprogramming? Is it Kanye completely losing his mind? Or is it an imposter? Mm. The person's wearing a mask, so you can't really factor that out. And what's funny, Alex Jones didn't look very convinced. <laughs> <laughs> well, something was majorly wrong. There. Something, <laughs> something was going on <laughs> in, that, there, yeah. in that interview. But the stuff that we're talking about here doesn't sound that crazy. You know, to me, that just sounds like someone having an awakening and realising that there's more important things in life than money. And he's putting himself in the hands of a higher power and answering a higher calling. But in our society, that makes you look mad. You appear as mad. Well, if you were a billionaire and all of a sudden you were making out like you were more content and you were just a millionaire, people would think... Shouldn't you be going mad? You've just lost three quarters of your fortune. He'd be like, nah, man. Life's never been better. <laughs> well, he's like, well, maybe I needed this. Maybe I needed to be taken down a few pegs so I can serve God better. To a, most people, that probably makes him sound like a complete mentalist. Whereas I view that as actually having a really healthy approach to, to life and a, a kind of mindset that, I could kind of relate to it in a way, like bad things that have happened to me. I've I've always looked back and seen them in a light where there was something to learn from. Th- it. There was a lesson to be mm. learned, and it absolutely. And, and I needed that to grow and evolve. And it's just funny that even something like that, what people would say, he's he's crazy. But if is it, he crazy? If it can happen to you, it could happen to Kanye. So Kanye, as well as being a rapper, he's a really talented producer. I mean, he was sort of hailed as like bringing the soul back to hip-hop when he first came out as an early producer. And he's worked with so many artists across the years. Like I, I would argue he might even be the best producer within hip-hop that there's ever been. Well, we talked about this earlier. about We said, who's his competition? Probably Dr. Dre. But other... Yeah, I mean, Dr. Dre obviously had like... The Chronic, and then the whole era with 2001, and he's kind of pushed a lot of artists like Tupac, Eminem, 50 Cent, Kendrick, people like Kendrick Lamar. So it's spanned a long time, and he's produced for a lot of other artists, but as a rapper, doesn't really have a lot of influence, I don't think. You don't hear a lot of artists that you think, oh, that sounds just like Dr. Dre, but you hear a lot of artists, they say a certain like a sentence in a certain way or make a kind of joke and you'll think, oh, that's that's so Kanye West. So yeah. he's had a lot of influence as a rapper as well as a producer. Yeah. And he's kind of outlasted Dre. Like, Dre's not really doing much well, anymore. The same as someone like Timberland. Yeah, they're not really relevant in the way that they were. Even someone like, say, like Pharrell. Okay, yeah, he's a big producer, but he's not. Kanye. Kanye is like this tour de force where well, he he's did. a rapper, he's a producer, he's he's kind of done everything. Fashion mogul. Mogul. I think that's probably, he's ticked all the boxes is why we said, okay, who's had the biggest impact? Mainly in the world, yeah, we could say give it to Kanye, but over Dre as a producer, it's probably going to Kanye at the moment. Yeah. And the, the kind of early Kanye, was, he was sort of being associated more with artists like Common or uh, Kid Cudi, he produced a track for Alicia Keys. Like they were, these were like real soulful artists that 
like Devlin said in our previous episode, like we're talking about higher minded kind of stuff. It wasn't all about gang banging and in the club. Yeah, or like in the club hip hop. You know, it wasn't it wasn't gangster rap and it and it wasn't this bling bling kind of stuff. Bottle full of bub. But Yay or Kanye back then found himself working with the likes of Jay Z and Rockefeller who were all about that. But Kanye never really fit in exactly. Like from the off he was he looked different. He didn't look thuggish. He was, as his first album says, like the college dropout. He was wearing pink polos and yeah, a backpack yeah. and had cool this look. preppy kind of look. Yeah, I liked it, man. Yeah, right. And now you've got clips of Kanye where he's sort of saying the reason that he can speak his mind and say what he wants is because the powers that be, these elites, these handlers, they don't have the power over him to say, well, we can dig up this dirt from the past. You know, Kanye's outrightly said, well, I didn't kill nobody, so they can't control me. I've never sold drugs, so they can't control me. I've never done this to a woman in terms of hit her or... Yeah, exactly. They don't have the same dirt. And and he's named artists like Meek Mill or Little Bougie or whatever and said, like, oh, you can send these people my way if you want, but... I'm not like them. You you can't control me. You can't control me like Beyonce and Jay-Z or he's naming like sports stars like Shaq or whatever because you don't have dirt on me. I've I've never killed anyone. I'm the I'm the pussy. I'm the one that used to take the piss out of for not being that, but now actually that's my superpower. Well, it's funny because that stuff all with Rockefeller right in the beginning, I think it's one of the first music videos or one of the one of his first live performances, and I think it's Jay-Z and some of the entourage come on the stage and they put like a Rockefeller chain over Kanye's neck to say like, you're one of us now. Even then, he doesn't actually look, you know, some rappers these days would be bouncing around the stage like, yeah, motherfucker, like I'm one of these, this click now, like anyone mess with us, I'm gonna blow your brains out. Kanye looked almost sheepish. Like, here's your chain, Kanye. You're like, right. Oh, kind of looks uncomfortable, uncomfortable even wearing it. It almost like yanks his neck down because it's so heavy. Oh my God, these things actually are that heavy. <laughs> like You can see like the bubbles going on his head. Like, I do not fit in here. I do not fit in here. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you could tell from the beginning with Jay-Z. I mean, Devlin talked about this, the, the whole pushing crack. You know, that was whole Jay-Z's hoodlum rise to rapper, entrepreneur lifestyle. But Kanye wasn't that guy. And yet that was the label that brought him on straight away. And Jay-Z was almost trying to palm him off as like his protege when they were actually two different people completely. Well, yeah, at, at the very start, they weren't taking him seriously at all. I mean, as a producer, he was the hot artist that everyone wanted to work with. But in terms of being a rapper, the likes of Jay-Z and the other artists at Rockefeller, they just weren't taking him seriously. And if, if you watch the documentary Genius, spelt weird, spelt J-E-E-N-Y-U-H-S, it's on Netflix, you can see Kanye going around the offices trying to play any executives or anyone. Like, it looks like he's playing it to even people that doing like a receptionist role or something like check out my beats or no check out my raps check out my music and they just don't want to know it's it's really cringy it's really embarrassing but he had to hustle because everyone was just taking one look at him and being like you don't look like a rapper because he did kind of break the mold and the stuff that he was rapping about was a million miles away from either the bling bling lifestyle kind of stuff or the gangster rap stuff that probably wasn't 
or didn't want to be on the Rockefeller label. It's like, yeah, man. I mean, like, you can produce beats for other people, but you look like the sort of guy that should be behind the booth. In the, you know what I mean? You even look like the producer with your shirts and stuff. You should be on the keyboards and stuff. We don't have, like, a space for you, especially in terms of, like you said, he wasn't rapping about the stuff that was being rapped about. I mean, yeah. this is still early 2000s when Kanye came out, everyone. You know, you ought to remember. Well, there's actually a Kanye lyric, everything I'm not made me everything I am. But I think that's what he's talking about here. You know, it's the fact that he was just himself and he's not this ex-thug, criminal, whatever. He doesn't have this dirt on him. And he was successful against all odds, which has now put him in this unique position to actually speak his mind more than other celebrities that always have that hanging over them as a piece of compromise, piece of blackmail. Dirty celebrities. So in the Genius documentary, it talks about Kanye's story. And I don't know whether most people know this or not, but early on, he was in a near fatal car accident. And he was just when he got signed, he was about to drop an album and like, as, a, as a rap artist. And yeah, he had this near fatal crash. His jaw was wide shut. And for a little while, it looked like it was all over for him. Bear in mind, he was going to be a rapper. So he'd be using well, you know, his, his mouth. It reminded me of the DOC from NWA. And the DOC had the car crash and crushed his voice box. So not too dissimilar at all. Yeah, and that was... He, he never rapped again, right? Well, he did, but he didn't sound the same. <laughs> he sounded like Ned from South Park. Yeah. They're coming right for us. <laughs> So yeah, Kanye called his first record Through the Wire from College Dropout and that was obviously about him rapping with his jaw wired shut because literally like in no time after that he was like, no, I want to rap even though he had his jaw wired shut. I mean, that's Kanye all over. <laughs> but and, and when you go back and listen, you, you can hear the, the difference. Yes. In certain words and pronunciation, syllables, like imagine a clenched, clenched teeth. I know. From a wire, like wire, yeah. and you can't say a certain word, so it comes out with a different pronunciation. But some lyrics from Through the Wire, it says, I'm a champion, so I turn tragedy to triumph. Make music this fire, spit my soul through the wire. You know, turning tragedy to triumph is kind of what he's all about. And he said at the time, the accident told him he was about to get handed the world, but at any time it could be taken away from him. And... The fact that he was not only going to potentially lose his life, but then potentially lose his voice, it, it, it just proved that point to him like more than ever. But yeah, a little bit like what's happened to him recently with this huge amount of money coming out of his accounts and losing all these major clients, he saw that as a blessing. Yeah. Because actually being in the hospital gave him this time to think, come up with a battle plan and come back stronger than ever. Yeah, man. Revising that strategy. Yeah. But if you go back to his early music, a lot of the ideas that he's saying now are in his very first singles and his, his very first output had a lot of this higher-minded kind of stuff. And he's been pointing out problems with society, exploitation, consumerism, all these things for, like, for the longest time. That's, that is, uh, and spirituality as well from like his earliest of, of singles. Yeah, I mean, he didn't just come into it recently. He couldn't just say because of his recent awakening, he's already, he's already become in somewhat spiritual. But yeah, or meltdown. Or meltdown. That's what I mean. People might think, oh, he's just saying stuff like this now because he's had a total meltdown. Well, actually, he's always been saying this kind of stuff. 
So for anyone wanting to go back and watch some really good early Kanye stuff, if you type into YouTube Kanye Deaf Poetry Jam, Deaf is spelt like Mo's Deaf, D-E-F, and he's the host of the show. It's absolutely brilliant. Kanye comes on, he does a poem called Self-Conscious, which actually went on to be some of the lyrics from All Falls Down, which was one of his early singles. And that's really cool because he sort of comes out all sheepish onto the stage and he kind of stammers his way through the first bit, being bad but on purpose. And he says, oh man, I'm, I'm so self-conscious. That's why you always see me with at least one of my watches. And he's kind of taking the piss out of like these rappers that have all this bling and everything else like, are actually doing it to make up for their lack of confidence. And, you know, what rapper is saying this kind of stuff? Yeah, most rappers are saying complete opposite whereas he's saying no they're wearing it just to boost their ego yeah because their ego is lower than most people like he says um seems like we live in the american dream but the people highest up got the lowest self-esteem the prettiest people do the ugliest things for the road to riches and diamond rings Ooh. <laughs> it's like classic <laughs> but yeah this, you know there's a lot of like kind of reminds me of like the best of the two-pack stuff like when Tupac's doing his higher-minded stuff and he's talking about, you know, Dear Mama or uh, Brenda's Got a Baby. Or, mm. You know what I mean? Like these tracks where he's either like telling a story or talking about you know like what? the ills of society. It's and true. Stuff. Thug life, man. Teardrops and close caskets. That was a true story. But two guys were trying to kill each other over a girl. Yeah, he's a great storyteller. And so is Kanye. And, and, and he like Tupac, he can put himself in the shoes of another person. Mm. Like Tupac does that in Brenda Got a Baby where he's talking about a young girl that has an unwanted pregnancy. She tries to throw the baby away, but she can't. And now she's got to raise this kid on her own. You know, Kanye in All Falls Down is talking about a single black female addicted to retail. You know what I mean? It's like he's putting himself in someone else's shoes. And again, that shows real sophistication in terms of lyric writing and the ability to kind of put yourself in the shoes of others like you, you're not seeing this in the rest of hip-hop in the modern age no it was fresh when he come out of it and it and now it's almost even fresher because most of the stuff rappers are rapping about is brain dead well, we've long lost a generation of reality rappers like rakim and the sort of generation of that you know reality rap isn't something they want to push now Maybe yeah or conscious hip-hop conscious yeah. hip-hop Mainly because the powers that be don't want you to be conscious. They want you to be unconscious and fucking asleep. Yeah, and they want to push criminal lifestyles, which is something that Kanye said that we're going to later. But staying on his like, early music for a second, just some other like amazing lyrics from that Def Jam poetry. He says, drug dealer by Jordan, crackhead by crack, and the white man get paid off of all of that. It's what we were talking about earlier. It's yeah. not only promoting these criminal lifestyles, but on the other flip of the coin, promoting this these bling-bling lifestyles and you've got to buy this, that and the other to get rich. And where's that money going? So that's from All Falls Down in 2004. I mean, we're talking something that was nearly 20 years old now. Yeah. Another track from that era was Jesus Walks. You know, which... <laughs> One of my favourite tunes of his, yeah. Yeah, which is awesome. Such Such a cool track, but... Believe it or not, putting out a song in a satanic music industry about Jesus is actually pretty controversial. Well, I mean, you can imagine on the face of it, yeah, this is what we want, Kanye. Yeah, we should talk about Jesus. Everyone loves Jesus. And secretly they're like, 
why is he talking about Jesus? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Does, does, he, does he know what we do here? <laughs> well, that like track starts, we at war. We at war with terrorism, racism, but most of all, we're at war with ourselves. <laughs> Pretty heavy going. <laughs> but yeah, he's saying like, you know, Jesus walk with me, the devil's trying to break me down. And he's obviously talking about sin, temptations, the industry. And it's quite interesting because like this, this idea of redemption within hip hop comes up a lot like artists like dmx always had one gospel track on their album and you've had this recent track god did with rick ross and little wayne and dj khaled with a jay-z feature on it and they're always kind of like on one hand they're promoting these criminal lifestyles but on the other hand they're trying to seek redemption yeah, through these gospel records ask so, forgiveness for their sins yeah stuff. right but, just stop doing it That'd be easy. yeah yeah right yeah but with, with Kanye, he was kind of like, no, this is actually what I'm about. You know what I mean? This was a lead single. This wasn't like the end track on the album. This was what he was leading with. Some lyrics from that one, he's put, The radio needs this. They say you can rap about anything except for Jesus. That means guns, sex, lies, videotape. But if I talk about God, my record won't get played. It's true. Guns, sex, lies. Videotape. Hello, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they don't want to promote God or Christian values. They just want to promote this criminal lifestyle, which is going to keep Kanye and his people down. And anyone listening to it, you know. Yeah, because violence perpetuates violence. Yeah. In, in his later music, tore up the rule book again with Jesus when that come out. That was like just completely envelope pushing and seen as a really weird record well, do you, all the electric sort of synthesizers and stuff going on there i mean a lot of people at the time i think his fans were like what the hell is this yeah right it's a little bit like when radiohead released kid a or something it was like what all these harsh electronics and he, he kind of had this sort of diy scrapbook feel to it where it would be like one track then it would just end abruptly and then a whole nother bit would start it would be within the same track now that's become almost like a blueprint. Yeah. Like how many rappers now have songs and they're kind of two songs joined onto each yeah. other or uh, they sound like... almost completely different. I think even on the Eminem album Kamikaze or like right, one, yeah. one of the songs on that had a completely different yeah. change up in the halfway through it. Which isn't new in hip hop because back in the era where it was all about DJs, they would be doing that a lot, but it was like the way that it was done. Yeah. And Kanye's done that time and time again. Like he's always setting like new blueprints, pushing the envelope. He's never playing it safe. And that is another reason that I think you can really set him apart from the likes of Dr. Dre, Timberland, Pharrell. You know, they haven't taken the same risks. Because when a, a lot of Kanye stuff, which is regarded as classics now, wasn't necessarily at the time. People might not have got a lot of the stuff he was doing when he did it. The same as a lot of things that he said at the time were like what the fuck's he talking about and then now it's like common knowledge or whatever yeah. it's like everyone's so many years behind yeah, you know what I mean I'm not, a, not crawling up Kanye's ass too much but <laughs> he's he's a visionary yeah people can take a while to catch up I mean it's yeah. like, he's living in the future is what I'm saying I mean come on it, it's taken us all of about 80 years to catch up with George Orwell in 1984 what he was writing <laughs> right, so, yeah exactly come on give Kanye a little credit people but yeah, say like a, a tune from that era, like New Slaves, where he was talking about the fact that, again, going down the road of like commercialism and all the rest of it, like we're just slaves to money and the things that 
What's the Papa Roach lyric? The things you own, own you. Yeah, the things you own, own you. Just to pick out some lyrics from New Slaves, he says, What do you want, a Bentley fur coat, a diamond chain? Used to be only us, now everybody's playing. Spending everything on Alexander Wang, New Slaves. You know, he's calling people slaves, saying we're slaves to commercialism, we're slaves to retail. You know, he's even going like a step further here and saying like people not just addicted to retail like in his previous song, but people are slaves to this. It's got to the point now where people can't live without it. I mean, it's look what you've become. It's got the classic line, go and grab the reporters so I can smash their recorders. See, they confuse us with some bullshit like the New World Order. Order. And that's obviously, remember, he actually did get in trouble for that, for smashing that paparazzi's yeah. camera. That's like in 2012, 2013. Which is still 10 years ago. Yeah, he's talking about the New World Order. They're just trying to confuse us. Bear in mind, he probably can't get away with too much more than this. He's like a major artist, an A-lister and all the rest of it. And he he's pushing the envelope, not just in being creative, but in what he's allowed to get away with. I'm, I'm surprised that this kind of lyrical content even got out. It, it reminds me of Michael Jackson when he was writing songs like They Don't Care About Us. You have to wonder, is it part of the plan of they let them, as part of the counter-conspiracy, put that stuff out to feed, obviously, conspiracy theory movements? Or is it the fact the artist has some sort of control over what they can put out? And they might be, be like DMX said, they allow me like one gospel song on an album. Right, yeah, yeah. So maybe... Yeah, could I know be what a... you mean, or it could be allowed to happen to help uh, fuel some kind of counterculture movement. Because they, cause they'll think, oh, this stupid Kanye, New World Order, what does he know about us? Or people get tricked into thinking they live in a free society because someone like Kanye or Rage Against the Machine is allowed to say things, but they're not allowed to go too far, are they? Otherwise mm. they get reined in, like we will get to as we carry on talking about Kanye. So before we get to Kanye's newest antics, let's not forget about some of the Kanye classics. For example... (laughs) Kanye classics. When he said on live TV, George Bush doesn't care about black people. We've mentioned it on this schism before. This is a TV highlight of mine. It's golden. Yeah, it is brilliant, isn't it? It's him with Mike Myers, Michael Myers. Mike Myers, yeah. Michael Myers is from Halloween. (laughs) Not from the killer from Halloween. No, it's him with the actor that that plays Austin Powers and Wayne from Wayne's World. So already he's pretty strange because he's next to like a comedian who's in this case the straight guy. Yeah. And... Weird for yeah, that already. Yeah, so he's being like really kind of serious with his delivery and stuff. Kanye's just gone completely off script. And then it all climaxes with him saying... George Bush doesn't care about black people. And then they cut to Chris Tucker. Of all people who just goes, eh, that's Another me. comedian. Yeah, and his voice, I mean, he was almost like his eyes were bulging, sort of like, eh. He just <laughs> doesn't know what the hell what to say. <laughs> but it was during a live television fundraiser for the victims of Hurricane Katrina. And Kanye was saying stuff like, I hate the way they portray us in the media. If you see a black family, it says they're looting. You see a white family, it says they're looking for food. So he's saying, you know, you know, they're, they're treating it completely differently. He's saying this on live TV, pointing out the fact that it's been five days and that they're still not getting help. And, you know, is that because they're black and they're poor and you actually don't care about them? Well, are they targeting particular areas 
where Katrina hit, you know, you know, it's like a lot of the cities in America. Yeah. Some had the sort of the council housing that just moved black folks into one poor area. Segregation yeah, right. then. So was it a matter of fact that those areas weren't getting the right treatment because their demographic were black families? Well, he goes on to say, like, the, the way America's set up is to help the poor and less well-off people as slowly as possible. And he understands that everyone's doing as much as they can... But he says that they're fighting a war and it's, you know, it's evident that he's talking about a war with their own government. And, and he, he's always talking about that, well, whether it's the government or the media, like he talks about us being in a spiritual war. I mean, you can see why this guy is in the gun sights of the powers that be. They're constantly trying to rein him in. And now it really feels like they're trying to silence him in any way possible. Because look at the type of stuff that he's been saying for a long time. Well, we've always got the MTV Music Awards oh, as well. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, that was a classic with the whole thing with Taylor Swift. I mean, oh. The 2009 MTV Video Music Awards, she gets the win for Best Female Video. He steps up on the stage, snatches the mic, <laughs> and he's like, oh, look, I'm really happy for you, but Beyonce had the best video of all time. And then it flashes to Beyonce. She's, like, really shocked. I mean, as I'm explaining it now, I'm thinking, is this whole thing just a setup like the Will Smith stunt? It does. You almost have to wonder. Is that too perfect? Yeah, and no, and at the time you sort of thought, well, we know Kanye has clearly been within the MK Ultra program for how long? Yeah, like, would, would, did something just go off? Like the Taylor Swift song, You belong to me! <laughs> and then no, Kanye. No, no, no. no. <laughs> knows that he's got to get up and no but seriously i mean it, we've spoken about it before like in zoolander like relax don't do it and then he has to get up and kill the president it's the same fucking thing who's to say that that's why it happened he might have just had a meltdown moment god knows i mean that one i don't know what the hell he was thinking Quite, but you wake up the next day and be like did something weird happen last night but Taylor Swift's career skyrocketed after that. He did. I didn't even know who she was before that. Yeah. Now she's a household name, so that helped her. Absolutely. It definitely helped, like, the VMAs, because everyone was like, oh, my God, did you hear what Kanye did? Just the same way it helped Chris Rock sell his uh, tickets for his tours and promote the uh, Oscars as well, which were at their lowest ratings for, like, 20 years. So, hmm, okay, we're starting to see the... Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, was that just a stunt? If it wasn't, I feel like the reasoning behind that would have been Kanye in his style, his <laughs> unique style, expressing the fact that these award ceremonies are a joke. They're completely set up. People literally buy these awards or the, you know... Well, the Academy takes so much money off donors who... Yeah, it's just corrupted. It's the same as governments and their lobbying and all the rest of it. Yeah. And I think in typical Kanye fashion, he's, you know, he sort of got up and, and said this for that reason. At least that's what I've thought up till very recently, where, to be honest, since the Will Smith stunt, I've started to go back and look at things through a different lens because I just think that was completely fake. So it then straight away it should make you question everything else that you saw when maybe you weren't so awake and you weren't seeing it from a potentially different perspective. Yeah. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Horrible. So a little bit more recently, Kanye got into a load of trouble for wearing the MAGA cap, the Make America Great mm. Again, the red Trump cap. We, we say recently, I mean, this is Kanye through the years, everyone. <laughs> 
Yeah, right. <laughs> this was obviously in the Trump era, era and the fact that he backed Trump made him like public enemy number one. But it's so crazy because it's like, well, half the bloody country voted for Trump and probably more because I bet even that election was completely fixed, like the one that came after. But that's what I never understood about the Trump era. It's like... They were trying to paint, oh, everyone that follows this guy is a racist or a crazy or this, that or the other. But it's like you're talking about half the American population <laughs> or more. It just it was so ridiculous. The thing that really surprised us when Kanye came out and did that was it's because he was ethnicity was black. People are like, oh, he's a black guy. Shouldn't he be a Democrat? You yeah, know, and, exactly. Yeah. But let's just take this back, guys, and let's remind everyone it was actually the Republicans that freed the slaves, not the Democrats. If you know your American history, it was them. Let's just take it back to that. So let's draw a line under it doesn't matter what political party... Or no, sorry. It doesn't matter what colour of your skin is in terms of what party you want to vote for. Well, yeah, because a white person, they could be Republican or Democrat and you wouldn't. no one would batter an eyelid. But a what? A black guy can't wear a red Trump cap. No, that's for white people only. I mean, that's the race, most racist thing in the world. And that's the, that was the whole point with that. Kanye was wearing that because he was simply saying, why can't a black man wear this cap? Why can't I support Trump? Like He, he said in his uh, recent Tucker Carlson interview... You know, everyone around him in Hollywood said that if he wore that cap, it would be career suicide. Like from his ex-wife to his mother-in-law to his manager. He, Kanye even says, to my so-called friends slash handlers. <laughs> right? And he's like, they all told me that that would just be like the death of me. They, would, they, they even threatened my life and said that, you know, if you're black, you have to be a Democrat. This party owns you and you're signing your own death warrant if you go out wearing this thing. And it's just unbelievable and that's why he did it because he was like you know what i'm gonna wear this in utter defiance to you telling me that i can't it's just a cap but already by public opinion that did actually make kanye look crazy yeah yeah people are always oh, lost it it's like what for wearing a cap for supporting trump for supporting at the time the president that's another thing that kanye said he was like well first and foremost he was our president at the time and i was supporting our president is that a bad thing? Bernie Money got in trouble when he said George Bush doesn't care about black people. All right, so he got in trouble for having a diss at that president, but now he's supporting this one. That's not right. How about you just tell him exactly what his opinion should be, how he should think, how he should behave? <laughs> and all the rest of it. Yeah. He says to Tucker Carlson, this cap represents for me, you can't bully me. You can't tell me what to do. It has a masculine energy to it. It makes him feel... He says it makes me feel like a superhero. The fact that, you know, why can't a black man support Trump? T, was it not an S on the chest, but a T on the forehead? And it's been the same thing all over again recently where he's worn this White Lives Matter t-shirt with Candice Owens. They were at Fashion Week in Paris and they unveiled this t-shirt with White Lives Matter written on the back and caused such a stir and it's just absolutely ridiculous, you know. You had, you, you had the New York Times saying, there's no excuse for this! And uh, the likes of Rolling Stone magazine, I mean, pathetic. <laughs> Them guys. Saying, West is legitimising extremism. That's, that's a quote of the year. Yeah, from Rolling Stone. <laughs> they but, should have quoted him this year. But it's not... Yeah, right. Yeah, now, now he actually is. I love Hitler. Uh. <laughs> right, but we get to that. But at this point, you know, okay, he's wearing a White Lives Matter t-shirt. 
whatever. Oh, well, you're allowed to say black lives matter, but not white lives matter. It's mental. But um, yeah, it's not like these, like the New York Times or Rolling Stone would think to ask him, why did you wear that? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's like the MAGA stunt all over again. Yeah. No one's really sort of getting their head around, well, what's he actually trying to say? They're just being outraged mm. without even engaging their brains. They're just being like, oh, what's he doing now? And it's like, well, why is he doing it? What's he trying to say? The fact that he's already done it once before. I mean, it's almost like you missed a trick first time. <laughs> if, he shows, if he shows his hand again and you miss it a second time, God help you. So again, he was telling Tucker Carlson, you know, people were telling me that I was going to be greenlit and anyone that wear it was wearing this White Lives Matter shirt was going to be greenlit. They were going to get beaten up. And Kanye's like, well, come and beat me up then. You know what I mean? Like he, He's basically just making the really obvious point of, Again, why is it okay for a white person to say black lives matter, but it's not okay for a black person to say white lives matter? It's one rule for you, another rule for... Like, that is the definition of racism. And why can't we say all lives matter or this race, you know, it's a very juvenile argument to get into. You know what I mean? This lives matter, oh no, that... I mean, it's kind of pathetic, but I guess his point is like, we need to raise above that. And also, why should it be one so one-sided all the time? Well, I think the one thing he made a good point with Carson, even with the beating up thing, would I thought it'd be the funniest race crime of the century <laughs> if a black man, a prominent guy like Kanye West, gets beaten up by five rednecks whilst he's wearing a White Lives Matter shirt. <laughs> or um, another black man. Or even, I mean, yeah. So Or anyone. So on the face of it, you can... Or a transgender. <laughs> but yeah, point is, he, he already was making a very valid point with saying, look, you're missing the trick. I'm not saying that white lives matter more than black lives. I'm not even saying black lives matter more than white lives. I'm trying to draw your attention. I mean, even to like the things like BLM, which I'm pretty sure he doesn't support. Right, exactly. And Candice Owens, that he did this stunt with if you want to call call it that has obviously done this recent documentary on blm where she's blown the whole lid on it kanye's seen that and he's now going out and telling the world this is a farce you know it's a money laundering operation it was put out there to divide america and the rest of the world on the grounds of race and it's stopping a real black rights movement ever rising in its place yeah Oh, and also it's massively pushing LGBT stuff that's all crowbarred into it as well. But yeah, it's a complete joke, basically. Another thing I noticed during the Tucker Carlson interview is Kanye's got this like lanyard on with a, a baby's ultrasound. as like a laminated sort of card on the front. And when, when he was asked, what is that? He was like, oh, I designed this. It's a picture of a baby's ultrasound. I'm pro-life. That's why I'm wearing it. And he sort of goes on to say 50% of black death in America is abortion, which is outrageous. And there's more black babies being aborted than born at the moment in New York City. And when Tucker Carlson says, do you care about people's response to you wearing that as a lanyard and having that kind of opinion? He says, you know, I don't care. I perform for an audience of one. And that's God. And Tucker Carlson is like, right, I can see why they want to cancel you. Because he is really standing <laughs> in his own power and his own sovereignty here and saying, that's what I believe. I don't care what other people think. And, you know, spitting some real facts there as well. I mean, that's that's outrageous. 50% of black death in America is abortion. 
That is a genocide. It would definitely help topple the tables and keeping a certain social class down. Yeah. And that's being promoted through a lot of things, including hip-hop. That's something that Kanye's talked about as well. He goes on to talk about, like, Kim as well, like Kim Kardashian and saying, like, you know, Kim is a Christian, but she's constantly getting pushed by the handlers around her to do things like get her ass out on the front of Interview magazine, even though she's, like, 40-something woman, multi-billionaire with four black children... They're wanting to portray her in this way. Mm. And if Kanye objects to it, bearing in mind she is his wife, well, that doesn't mean anything. She's still going to do it. It doesn't matter what you think. Yeah, and you have to... You it's have, pretty demasculating. You, you, I mean, you also have to ask in the name of what as well. It's demasculating, but pushing, obviously, the pornographic gender as well. Yeah. You're making, and like, making her seem accessible, like she's married. But if you see her on the front of a magazine with her shit out, you're like... Oh, I'd like to go on that. Yeah, is she available? <laughs> and is it wrong for a husband to not want his wife to do that? Like, I wouldn't want my partner to be naked on the front of a magazine doing all these raunchy photos and stuff. You know what I mean? It's quite reasonable for him to have that opinion. But the way he's portrayed, is always like, he's controlling, he's trying to, like, control everything that Kim does or his children or this that and the other although from what i saw of him on the court kardashians he looked anything but controlling yeah right exactly church mouse yeah (laughs) and who's to say how many handlers he's had around him like we quoted him earlier to say oh my so-called friends slash handlers he's probably got loads of these people around him the same as kim kardashian and the rest of the kardashians always directing them what to do they can never go off script Yeah, like, it always felt strange to me that they got together in the first place. They seem like an unlikely couple. Bizarre. Totally bizarre. It feels like she, even Kim Kardashian herself, could be some kind of a handler in the same way that Yoko was to Lennon, that Mark Devlin spoke about. Someone that is, that they are being handled themselves, but they're also helping this other person stay on track and stay in line. But going back to the Tucker Carlson interview, you know, Kanye goes on to say the majority of the media have a godless agenda and we're at war with them. And when talking about the T-shirt, he said that the the White Lives Matter T-shirt, he said that even his dad liked it and found it funny. And when Kanye asked why, he said, well, it's just a black man stating the obvious. You know, his dad got it. And I'm sure a lot of black people in America and the rest of the world got it. I'm sure a lot of people were outraged. But I saw a lot of people, I bet a lot of people looked at it and thought, good for you. It's about time someone started calling out this BLM stuff for the bullshit that it really is. They probably see people like Kanye and Candace Owen as brave and good on them for talking about this. That's certainly how I see it. I've, I've wanted people of colour to speak up about BLM for a long time so that I could voice my opinion about it and feel a little bit <laughs> less awkward you know what I mean? Because you don't really want to call it out as a white guy. But thank God that high-profile black celebrities have now called it out. And that should help change a lot of people's minds if they don't think he's crazy. I mean, I thought it was pretty sus the fact that George Soros owned it. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, he certainly is like chief funder chief of it. Chief funder of it. And you've that. got all these corporate, you know, multi-billion corporations like Pepsi chucking money at it. And it's, it's a proven money laundering operation. Yeah. That is now out in the open. Brilliant documentary. 
Yeah, and then when asked why he thinks the shirt, the White Lives Matter shirt, is so controversial, Kanye says because the same people that have stripped us of our identity have told us what it is to be black and how we should behave. Good point. So at, at this point, bear in mind, this is not long before his total meltdown where he's saying, I love Hitler and all the rest of it. At this point, everything he's saying is spot on. He's actually being like really profound. He's dropping major truth bombs. He's talking about a godless agenda going on. And it's like, and like everything he's saying, I can get on board with. It seems like after a few of these interviews... He got to a point, didn't he? They were like... We can't. We've now got to push him over the edge so he does get cancelled because everything he's saying now should get him cancelled, but it's not actually working. Yeah, and it's actually directly working against what we want to achieve. Yeah, you think recently they've they've tried to take Alex Jones out with this massive lawsuit. They've just taken Andrew Tate down with this whole like trafficking thing. Although good because I don't like that prick. Yeah, right. I mean, who <laughs> he he might have been involved in that for all we know, but. It's it's funny, like so many of the they they try and counsel you one way or another, but with certain people that are almost beyond cancel culture, it seems like they really have to step in. Oh yeah, and be like, right, arrest them or drug them or <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what, you know, some, take them out. Something has to be done. I mean, if you're not going to get MJ'd, as we like to call it now, yeah, you know, hospitalised looks like the next best solution. Especially if someone has come out on record before and talked about his bipolar disease, you as the public would totally believe it if they said to you, Kanye has had a mental breakdown and now he has to go into rehab. No, no, no. But yeah, right. Yeah, you would. You would just go, would. oh. That's what people do, don't they? I mean, lots of celebrities going to rehab for drug and drink. Yeah. If he's got bipolar, why wouldn't he? Yeah, or like exhaustion, I think, was the official reason they gave. Like, oh, he, he had to go to, you know, a facility because he's gone crazy because of exhaustion. He's had a mental breakdown. But, but obviously, we don't know what goes on at these facilities and when they get taken to rehab, in inverting commas. Kanye's gone on to say recently... That the first time he was given medication, it was associated with the paparazzi tussle that he got into outside yeah, an airport. Yeah. He he wrestled some paps down, and suddenly he was getting put on pills and medication, which he'd never taken before in his entire life. And they were medicating him every day. And he makes the point like if they'd have switched the medication, they could have killed him. And like you said earlier, like. They would have, it would have been so easy for them just to pass it off as, oh, crazy Kanye. Yeah. You know, he took an overdose. How many celebrities take overdoses? But how many of them have been medicated in the same way that Kanye was? And Kanye says that he's never been back to the hospital since 2015. So every time they say he's crazy, it's like, well, is he crazy? Because he hasn't been back to the hospital since then. You know, is he crazy or is he just telling the truth? Well, that's been some time, if you think, 2015. I mean, that was six, seven years ago now. Hmm. So maybe people look at him like a ticking time bomb. Is he going to finally go off the rails? Or is there some sort of element of truth that is part of the bomb that's going to go off? Would he break his programming? So we're going to leave it there for today. But in the next episode, we're going to get more stuck into Kanye's recent antics and also on the subject of MK Ultra and handlers in Hollywood. Mm-hmm.
hope you enjoyed that episode of the schism we've got plenty more episodes on the way in the meantime follow us on our instagram at schism.tv and keep watching the skies Thank you.